0: Log
1: Talk Radio. Let me tell you about something new. This time, A new show called G's Power. G's Power. Real talk for real, Saints. Are you ready? And it's for real. All shows can be downloaded if you miss one or found on iTunes the next day. G's Power Hour is powered by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. G's Power Hour. Yeah. Well, good Monday morning, brothers and sisters, kings and queens, angels and saints. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host. Gee, thanks so much for being with us today, and if you're with us, I'm glad you're with us. It's been a crazy weekend, you know, good things, bad things, you know. you got to keep everybody in prayer, and just, you know, we just thank you for taking the time out. So we are on the week coming up to Mother's Day. Are you ready? Are you prepared? Are, did, did you, do you shop, shopping? did you make your reservations? You know, did you put in your orders for your flowers and candy and whatever else? you may be doing, um, you know, hopefully you've got that, you know, taken care of or, or you got a plan, you got a game plan. We are it is second Monday, yes. We we are going to talk the stuff that we usually talk to talk about, but we're gonna also talk about other things because we're recognizing our nurses this month. And we're recognize like I said, we're recognizing our moms. And a person that I know that we usually have on on today that is also a mom and a nurse as well as a stylist is Candace Thomas, and she's joining us this morning to kind of talk about all of it. Hey there. Good morning. How are you? Good
0: morning. I'm doing good. How are you?
1: All right, superwoman. I mean, seriously. (laughs) So uh, where to begin? Let's begin with your, I guess, what you would probably consider and a lot of people consider their most important job, and that's motherhood. Let's talk a little bit about that. You um, already had a teenager and then you had a baby that's just under a year old now, a few months shy of a year, right?
0: Yes, I started over um, what most people say, but I actually am glad I'm of this a little older now having a baby because it's a little different um, than when you're young, you know, a little bit more patient than I was before. So, hey.
1: Do you think that the patience comes from the age or does the patience come from already having had a child?
0: I think a mixture of both. And i talked to some other moms that have, had babies over 35, well, let's say over 30, It's you just have a little bit more patience. A lot of them say that if, if they were to do it over again, they would do it, you know, older because it's just different. Now, I know everyone has their differences of when to have a baby, but, you know, when you're young, you kind of – I was younger with my son, and I, I was still trying to grow, right? I was starting – um, being in uh, the stylist, being a hairdresser at the time, and you know, I was like moving. We were moving, okay. Um, and then now I'm a little, a lot more settled, and you know, you can kind of like plan more. Finances are better when you're older, so I think it has to do with age. And having a previous child, so, but yeah.
1: So now you now have a boy and a girl. Can you talk about at least what thus far what you've discerned as the differences between having a young young man um, and a little girl?
0: Right now, where she's at in her stage, it's relatively the same. Um, So, yeah, she's about the way she was with her, like her brother, still active, playful, kind of like her brother, you know, was when he was her age. It's to be determined as she grows how that is going to change. And, you know, they're both going to be totally different personalities, you know, because my son is such a sweetheart. Oh, he's such a sweetheart. So compassionate. He has such a, I call him a little gentle giant. He's so, like, loving and caring about others, you know. So it's to be determined on what her personality going to be when she gets older. But right now, the stages are very similar, like, very similar.
1: So do you find yourself being, you know, I guess traditional in the sense of being more protective because she is a girl or how I, do you... How, I think And so. then I know also, too, there's mother and son bonds, too, that occur.
0: I do feel that I might, I may be a little bit more protective because she's a girl, but... I was just as protective over, over him when he was younger, too. And then it's a different type of protection because he's a black male, right? So now he's coming of age, and it's, there's different worries. Now that he's a teenager and he's beginning to venture out soon, there's going to be driving, right? And so there's other things that society kind of puts on, And that stigma of being an African-American male That is scary You know And so I worry about him Just as much But in a different capacity Now that he's older And you know Just making sure that he comes home with Even with school shootings And you know right now My baby's just at home She stays home she doesn't go to daycare. She goes to grandma's house. So she's not really out and about right now. So that worry of her safety is not so much of concern as it is for my son. You know what I'm saying? So it's a little, It's the worry is still there, but just on a totally different capacity. And when she starts going to school and she starts going to daycare, I think a new set of stresses will start coming. When that time comes, but my goal is to keep her home as uh, as long as possible
1: so when you, I heard you talking about the i guess there's the increasing anxiety that you're i mean you're you're a new mom now, but you've got increasing anxiety having a black male child uh who is yeah. You know, how tall is he?
0: He is taller than me, so I'm about 5'6". He's, like, maybe 5'8", still growing, size 11 okay. shoe. He has a mustache already. He's 14. He's still going he's still mm-hmm. to get taller. <laughs>
1: okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's got to be stressful for you and your husband. Um what how do you feel when he leaves out the door in the morning? I mean, do you have automatic anxiety or do you just have anxiety when you hear about different uh events or incidents that
0: occur? Right now the anxiety is not as bad when he goes to school because he goes the middle the school is in their community. Okay. So right now it's not as bad, but okay. when it goes to high school, I think it's going to be even worse. And
1: so, what when you say you think it's going to be worse? What do you think is going? What what specifically do you think is going to be worse?
0: I think it's the the groups of people, the different groups of. Children that are gonna be there the um the increasing pressure of high school um, the temperaments um, even being out and about with you know make, making sure he has the right set of friends so far he does most of his friends are like him, so just making sure that they're you know he he makes it home safely. Is my concern when he's in high school because then we're, like I said, he's going to be driving right now. I can see the middle school from my house, right? I can see him ride his bike to the school, middle school and he comes home and he stays after school for band and then he does the sports, but it's literally walking distance, right? High school is like Mm -hmm. 15 minutes, 15 minutes away, maybe 20 minutes, depending on traffic. So. And then you you gotta let them have some freedoms, right? So it's just I think it's that anxiety of like kind of also letting go, Um, Mm -hmm. and in our of course within all high schools we we hear of the we found a gun at school or found a weapon at school um, type phone calls all the time on the parents portal. they found a gun at my son's middle school, believe it or not, and a kid's mm. backpack um, was a BB gun. So it, mm. it's just that increasing anxiety of like making sure that our kids are safe, that they don't run into the wrong person. That just you know, if he accidentally bumped into someone, and now that person has a grudge, and then he wants to come and shoot him up, shoot up the schools. It's like this is one of those parents um anxieties that we have today versus when I was in high school my you know there was a different set of anxieties i think our parents had mm-hmm. then versus now you know what i mean mhm so what kind
1: of questions does he ask you um and and does he ask you ever any type of questions that may trigger some sort of concern about you know is he in you know is something know. going on? He,
0: we have an open communication between him and I and his father, so he doesn't really ask us any questions that concerning. Okay. He, is, he really, and we keep it one hundred with him. We keep it. Genuinely honest with him, so she doesn't really ask us, like, you know, I have this friend and he has depression, and he doesn't want, um, he's sad, you know, we don't really have those kind of questions, um, conversations.
1: Mm-hmm. So we ask
0: him, yes, but it, but he, I not know, he doesn't really talk about it like that. We talk about the human body, of course, we talk about his friends, and we just keep it open. So it's not really, it doesn't get bring up any concerns.
1: Has he started talking yet? Have you all had discussions yet about what he plans on doing after high school? I mean, I know that's a few years away, but you know, I mean, when when you look at right now, the students Mm -hmm. that are graduating and really have nowhere to go in terms of decent jobs or the types of jobs they studied for um, it, you know it's kind of it's kind of sad because you know they've made this they think they've made this plan or some of them have anyway and they get out there and you know what they plan for is not what's available and you know it, it's kind of almost it's not necessarily their fault but it is almost kind of admitting failure so have you have you had any discussions about um, his future after high school?
0: We have. Um, so one of the things that I will encourage most a lot of parents to um, participate in and planning early is maybe pers- possibly giving some type of college plan. So we have a college prepaid pre plan for him that we started when he was like a baby. Okay. Um so he can go to any four-year university, he can go to any um trade school, um two-year university, wherever he chooses to do and um and his tuition is paid for, okay? So it's his choice at the end of the day. Now what he wants to do, it changes, it changes. And I think that's a lot to put on someone. At fourteen to be like, "What do you want to do now? what is he leaning towards maybe something computers he's into robotics um he's into drafting type things, like drafting stuff he's into kinetics type things, so he's into music he's in, he has so many things to do like to think about." So I think it just depends on narrowing it down, starting next year. He'll be a freshman. So starting next year, we can start working on narrowing it down like he wants to be, like he loves planes. At one point in time, he told me he wants to be a flight nurse, right? And then he he wants to be a pilot. He wants to go to the airport. So it changes. It changes. There's no definite thing he want to do right at this moment,
1: well, you know the good thing is at least he's exploring. he has some time, so that's good um, and your young lady, um what is she talking about in terms of uh, well, <laughs> I'm messing with you with that, but what I want to find out is what what are you seeing with her in terms of her personality development?
0: she is sort very sort of mm-hmm. um we say so she's a bossy friendly one that's what we call it um So what was that again she's at the state bossy friendly one oh, okay. okay friendly one. yeah she likes to explore she's in she's trying to stand up on her own now um she loves Gracie's corner. <laughs> um, okay. and she's she's on track to where she needs to be at nine my at nine months of age. So Okay.
1: Good. She's
0: flourishing, she's doing what she needs to do, she's on track. Um something. She's a little ahead of her of her learning um skills, but other than that she's doing great. Good. Good.
1: So what would you? Oh, first. Also, I wanted to ask you: Are you getting advice from upstairs? And I'm, 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 of course, God. But I'm not talking about God. I'm talking about your mom and your husband's mom. Uh, are of you getting course. input? <laughs> okay. Of course,
0: from my mom, his mom, my sister. <laughs> um, everybody gives me advice and input. Um, but I would say for any young moms or soon to be moms or thinking about mom, being a mom, mothers mm-hmm. is at the end of the day, you have to go with your own gut. So yes, you can get input. Um, and one thing about my mom is she's giving me input because her daughter her youngest daughter, which is me, um, is seventy years old. So, you know, things have changed from when mm-hmm. was to when she's a baby. And um, even how we discipline, you know, how I discipline my son is not how my parents disciplined us, right? Um, Mm -hmm. So, and even how we feed our kids, because, you know, we don't have, back then, we didn't have all those preservatives in our food. And I chose to breastfeed my my babies, and my mom didn't. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's some things that, of course, that are different than what they used to be. Mhm.
1: So if there was one thing that you wanted to that you strongly wanted to encourage uh new moms or moms thinking about or ladies thinking about becoming mothers out there, if there's one piece that you had to share, what would that be?
0: Take your time, enjoy every moment. Enjoy every moment. Enjoy it. Every stage. Okay. That's what mm. I would say. Because the, where they're at now, they're not going to be there that long. And even though some stages may be a little frustrating in others, you know, the uh, she's at the, the Klingon stage where she always wants mama. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and... When I was with my son, it was annoying. Okay, now that he's older, before I had her, I missed it. So enjoy every moment because they're only here with—they're only with you for a short time, and he, God has only blessed us to have these children for a season. We have to, you know, let them go. So enjoy every moment, even this little Klingon moment—I call it. Cause she wants me, and then now my son doesn't even want to be bothered with me. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. I do. I'm annoyed, I do. Like, Mom, <laughs> and she's like, "Mommy, I love you." He's like, "Mom, I love you, but don't do that." You know, like it. Oh it, wow! It, it's great to change. <laughs> so enjoy mm-hmm. it. So yes, like you know, my family says you spoil her. I surely do, and I am, and I'm going to. I am mm-hmm. going <laughs> to spoil her. That's what y'all call spoiling, because she's only going to be like this for a short time. We're going to take a quick break. We are here with
1: stylist Candace Thomas, but we're also talking about motherhood, and we're going to talk about nursing when we get back from the break and if you have any questions or comments the number is 516-387-1944 geez power hour on never had it so good entertainment we'll be right back
0: over the past 60 years Dove Beauty Bar's superior formula has remained unchanged but when it comes to beauty everything changed together we redefined beauty we said no to stereotypes and yes to every type we let go of judgments and embraced what makes us unique. We're proud to have been there with you, caring for you every step of the way. Here's to the next 60 years. Having a wedding, reception,
1: family reunion, planning a banquet or some other fundraising event, need to share your knowledge through a workshop or seminar, or it's a difficult time and you need to plan a wake or repast, let us help. At our gatherings, let us reduce the stress and make the occasion memorable, treasured. Call Our Gatherings at 407-968-9387 or email gatherings at Yahoo.com. Let us help plan your special event. Good morning. Welcome back to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. We are talking motherhood we're talking nursing we're talking hair, of course cuz it's our hair care hotline day we're here with Candace Thomas who's just mastering it all or or at least giving giving it the best she's got you know cuz i know you've got you've got your questions some days anyway the number if you have questions or comments is 516-387-1944 i want to know candace what inspired you to go into nursing And when did that start for you?
0: It was a couple of things. And I think it was over time. So I think one of the major, major ones was when I became type 2 diabetic. And Mm. um, it was a nurse. I was feeling this way. It was 2017. And I was feeling like, you know, all the signs and symptoms, The yeah, frequent urination, um, severe fatigue, um, and I—I I literally just had our our marriage ceremony. We, me and my husband been married for a while, but I actually had our ceremony around that time, like our anniversary ceremony. But um, I was working, and I just wasn't feeling good. So um, I left the salon, and I just went straight to the hospital. And I was supposed to just go home, but I was like, no, let me go to the hospital and check this out, whatever. So I did. And, um, they're like, the doctor came in. He's like, oh, you're diabetic. My glucose was high. It was like over 800. Should have been a diabetic coma. Okay. And he was so, you know, how sometimes doctors are so like frank and like cold and like, this is what it is. And then like leaves you in there to like, doom of like i'm just kind <laughs> of marinated <it>. um, <laughs> yes yeah, like they're just like oh you have you're diabetic
1: here you this is what it is and just
0: like no compassion right you just totally this person that i that they're type of diabetic and then you don't, you know at the time i only had education of what the old people say you got that shoulder <laughs> oh lord <laughs> go get your legs cut <laughs> off you know <laughs> yeah. So there's this sweet. she was sitting. She was standing in there when the doctor was telling me about it, right? She was standing in there, and I. And then the doctor came back. I was already crying. Like right? I was listening to what he had to say. Cause I was going to die. Okay. She was standing in there, and she he left. She came back. Gretchen grabbed my face, and basically was like the mother I needed at the time. She told me I was going to be okay that it's going to be fine. don't let them scare you. gave me all kinds of resources on where I needed to go, so that way i can I can start you know getting some education right in the hospital room. She met me where I was at, and mm-hmm. that stuck with me right mm. and started on my path of. Of learning what to do in order to be a healthy person with type two diabetes, okay, which okay. led me down a whole different path of you know what was going on with my body. So it was it always stuck in my mind that we need people that are just as compassionate and it. And Doctors are like, I got this to do, you and know, you need to listen to what I said. But nurses know a lot more, even sometimes more than the doctor. And they meet the patient where they're at. They spend more t- more time with the patient. They're the ones that are like, Nah, you you think you say that it's schizophrenia that they're having. I think that it's an electronic uh, electrolyte imbalance. This woman has low sodium. She doesn't have altered mentor status, so we need to treat her sodium. I bet you she'll, she'll come back to the right right state of mind. And nine times out of ten, they're right about it, right? And mm-hmm. one thing I think people don't realize is that nurses give the doctors a diagnosis, and sometimes the nurses will tell the doctor, no, this is what you need to prescribe them, but they can't mm. need the prescription um so that's what led me down the path of nursing i've always been a person of service hence why i became a hairstylist because it's of service right so um as i got older and then COVID hit it was like go ahead and do it let's just jump on in it do it this is this is the time to still be a person of service give to your community And serve them. So that's just one of a couple of reasons why I went into nursing. It's because of my personal experience that I've had with great nurses. It was the nurses, not the doctors, the nurses that helped me in whatever diagnosis, even having my baby. If it wasn't for the nurse, I would have had a C-section. The nurse delivered the baby. She called the doctor when the head popped out, okay? The doctor mm-hmm. was known to give out cesarean sections. He, he was going to give, he gives everybody a C-section, she said. So if you work with me, I'm going to make sure the baby comes out healthy. And she did. Mm-hmm. You hear me? It was me, her, and my mom in that room. Then she called the doctor. The doctor was like, oh, I thought we were going to give her a C-section. <laughs> Not today. Mm. Wow. <laughs> so that's is he an older why... doctor? Oh, yeah. He was an older doctor. And he came in. This is with my son. And he came in, and he was like, oh, she's going to have to have a C-section. I had no indications of having a C-section. I labored at home before I came. I came in on time. That nurse, she was an older nurse. She looked at me. She came and she whispered in my ear. She was like, listen, it's not just known to give everybody a C-section. Because my doctor conveniently was on vacation, like always, mm. right? And so she said, if you work with me, I can get this baby out and we won't have to, you know, do anything invasive to your body. And I looked at my mom, at me, and we were like, yes. Let's do it. So when it was time to push, it was me, that nurse, and my mom. We was all. There was only mm-hmm. us three in the room, and we got Taz out. She said, "Oh, <laughs> I'm going to call the doctor." Doctor came and he <laughs> says, "Why are you just now calling me?" And he looked at me. What happened? And then I said, "The nurse." And the nurse was like, "It just happened." I walked in like that. <laughs> It's <laughs> <was> like yeah, <laughs> it did, and I didn't have to have a, I didn't have to have abdominal surgery. Like people don't realize that's abdominal surgery.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah,
0: I didn't have to have abdominal surgery. In a natural would. way,
1: yeah. Yeah, don't don't call so her out. We don't want her why, lose her job. <laughs> but God bless her.
0: <laughs> I'm not gonna say her name.
1: Okay, no, but don't that's don't why nothing.
0: I became a nurse. <laughs> That's why I became a nurse. She's mm. retired now, though. She's
1: retired. That's okay. We don't. We, we're <laughs> glad she was. She was there for you, uh, because yeah. yeah, it it just seems like you know it's, it's a knife or nothing in, in a lot of these cases, and uh, black moms especially have difficulty in the whole uh, system, you know. Uh, they, they're not in a lot of cases they're not taken seriously and and then you know no one's really trying to pay attention to what's really going on with them and that that that's exactly. common knowledge exactly. that the, that I mean they have new they've had news stories about that so you know you were blessed to have the person that you did when you when she was you know she was there when she needed to be so and I'm glad she inspired you um, talk about and and i want to really address this as much as possible because we're in a nursing shortage right now you know we're we're honoring nurses this month but we it doesn't matter what month we're in a nursing shortage and you you would think that we could have recruited more nurses you know it, it, it's you know a good job to have it's a solid job to have i would think um, I know COVID changed some things with regards to nursing, but, I mean, with our growing population here in Florida um, and our seniors that, that come to Florida uh, to, to be more comfortable and to enjoy their retirement, um, you would think that we would be able to recruit more nor- nurses, draw more, more nurses here, and we're having a shortage all the way around. Uh, so I'm glad you were drawn to this field, but what is it do you think that is happening that uh, we aren't able to get the staffing that we need?
0: To be honest, it's um it's big business. Med medicine's big business. Medical's big med- business. Um so and after COVID, the the pay for nurses has dropped a lot for nurses. Right? A lot really of nurses left bedside. Oh yeah, a lot of nurses left bedside. But during COVID, these nurses were making even me as a nurse assistant at the time. I I was making the salary of a nurse during COVID. Okay because mm-hmm. no one wanted to work with COVID patients. Um, and then since then, it has dropped back to kind of like pre-COVID pay. Mm-hmm. COVID burnt out a lot of nurses. COVID burnt yeah. out a lot of people when it came, into, came to bedside. So after COVID, it has changed a lot for a lot of um, individuals to where it is totally different than what it is today. Okay. And then and then it's coming out, which we already knew, um, that it's big business. Um medicine's big business. So a lot of these hospitals are kinda not adequately staffing their um their floors or their employees adequately because it's cheaper for them to put more on the nurses, and then nurses are getting fed up with it and they're leaving bedside too for that reason. So it's a it's a whole monopoly of reasons why there's a shortage. Nursing schools are pumping out nursing nurses like. A lot, okay? They're pumping these nurses out of school. So the fact that there's a shortage in, you know, uh, my graduating class, my school, Rush Mason, there's five of them in the state of Florida, and they pump out, like, between 40 to 60 students every four months, right? Um. Where are they going? Is the question, and um, what's so happening to the ones of, that are?
1: It's, so it's not a matter yeah. of not want people not wanting to be nurses. It's a matter right. of being, you know, a nurse, a person coming out and finding a a, a job available a, or a, a salary that they can use, you know, that they can live on. Those types of things, and and also I guess right. being willing or, or or able to meet the the challenges of dealing with the high, the high stress situation, like you were talking about um, COVID, is. and, it and it's interesting stress. to me. It's interesting to me that you went in when I would think most people would be freaked out about going in, and that's during COVID.
0: Right. Yeah. That's surprising to yeah. me too. Uh. <laughs> but um it's it's just one of those things we're gonna need it. It's we're gonna need as our population grows and as we age, we are gonna need healthcare, um period. But as far as shortage, that's one of those things that's kind of hard. It gives, it's a hard one answer. To give you one answer on why there is a shortage, it's it's a monopoly of things.
1: It's a monopoly of things. That's really a shame. Um, Where do you find that most of the nurses uh, are going? Um, Are they going in – are they wanting to go into hospitals? Are they going into home health care? Are they going into other uh, specific um, type of – non-hospital type of practices?
0: Is it, so I see a lot of like new grads like me going to the hospital. So I work, I work in the burn unit. So um, mm. which is can be a high stress unit, but I like my unit because statistically ninety percent of my patients leave out of there. Ninety, I don't. Ninety percent of the patients walk out of my unit versus mm, any other okay. unit. So the death rate in a, in a burn victim, which sounds, which people don't really realize that the death rate is so low when it comes to burns. Um, That's why I like it, because it's always a a success story at the end of the day. Um, Mm -hmm. But it is stressful, okay? Um, Where where the shortage is really hitting hard at is long-term care, okay? A Mm -hmm. lot of people are leaving... and going to home health because it is a little bit easier. It, it, it is a little bit easier with home health going from person's house to person's house and doing um, home health at their house. Um, and um, some nurses are going into, which is something I I will consider in the future, is working from home like telehealth or working for the insurance companies.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Kind of health, um, because you can work from home. Um, <laughs> so, something I would be interested in doing later, later when I'm ready to kind of like get away from bedside. Bedside is stressful, bedside again is stressful because you know, um, you have, have to answer the doctors, we have to answer the patient, we have to answer the patient's family, we have. We wear multi hats. So the nurse, the therapist, they're the social worker, they're the uh, psychiatrist, they're the nutritionist. They're um, they're they're most number one the advocate, right? So mm-hmm. wearing all those hats and be multifaceted in one position. They're the tech. Sometimes we are we are the uh, 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 the 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 repairman because we don't know why the phone's not working so sometimes we have to call the bank for them yeah. you know it's, 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 sometimes we are consolios you know it's, we wear such a multifaceted hat mm-hmm. that bedside is stressful and it takes a special person to stay in bedside for a long time and a lot of nurses do get burnt out being bedside especially. Yeah our long-term care nurses because they have i don't know if people realize you know just because your mom and dad's in a nursing home that nurse sometimes has 40 patients that they have that they have to take care of versus in a hospital could be up to seven 40 mm-hmm. patients in a long-term care come mm-hmm. on that is ridiculous but it's legal in the state of florida it's legal in a lot of states Mm, wow. How do you take care of forty patients in an eight-hour shift? Right. Really?
1: Yeah, that's insane.
0: So that means oh. I only have, I will only have roughly ten minutes per patient, ten minutes for, for to give to each patient an hour in order to 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 make sure forty patients are taken care of in a long-term care. So that's where we need the help at, in my opinion.
1: So what kind of courses, you know, if you are a student in uh, middle school, high school, you know, in college, I mean, where do you start? If you've kind of already, I guess, made the decision that you're kind of leaning toward nursing or health care, what kind of classes do you suggest that a person really, you know, invest in, um, in school?
0: Um, I would say look into your biology, microbiology, you need chemistry, you need anatomy, physiology, and then you would have your, your basic classes done and then you'll be ready to maybe do some nursing core classes, but, if you're looking at those types of classes, they'll be universal for a lot of any type of like medical um, type of certificate or degree. And um, that's the best bet.
1: What yeah. about the, I guess you could say, I, I would say maybe the non-technical or non-essential type classes? Uh, would you say to take? And the reason I ask that is because I you know, I'm thinking I'm listening to what you're saying and I'm thinking about someone also needs to be equipped with not just the basics, but having, let's say, good personality skills, you know, to deal with the variety of patients. As you've even told me about patients that, that treated you badly just because of the color of your skin. Okay. And you have to kind of set that aside sort of and just deal with the patient because that's your job. But so Correct. what do you, so how, what other things, I guess, not necessarily classes per se, but what other things do you suggest that a person needs to come to the table with, table with in order to be prepared for the variety of people that they're going to deal
0: with? You have to have compassion for humanity. Bottom line. Right? So like I say I have compass I have a spirit of service. Okay. I always say that's my gift, the spirit of service. Serving others. Um, you have to have a a, a passion for uh, for humanity. If you're that person that gets irritated real easily with people, you have to be around. <laughs> You um, you have a hot temper. Might not be the feel feel for you if you're that passionate, that person that's like, you know, you you love everybody. It, the little things that someone says to you, you kind of roll off. You know, it doesn't really bother you that much. Um, you don't get easily frustrated. It might be the person for you. A lot of we get we do get a lot of wrong people into the field because they look at the potential of money, right? Like, Oh, I can make so much money being a nurse. Yes, you pa could. But how long would you stay in the field if you can't make if you don't have compassion for others? So ones that have been in the in the field for a long time, like someone like my mother in law. She's been a nurse since forever she said she's been a nurse for 40 plus years right she is such the most loving person um that I've met and for me to say that you know most people at like my mother-in-law for me to say that about my mother-in-law I really do care for her and she has that that um, personality to be a nurse right some of them that don't have it, they probably would stay in it for five years and then they leave the profession and do something else uh, because they got burnout. The patients again, uh a, a opinion of, well, a knowledge of, you know, this person is being mean because they don't feel good. Like, you know, when I don't feel good, I'm not the nicest person myself, so I can't expect that patients are going to be nice. They don't feel good. They're in pain. They're hurting. Okay. They're fatigued, their head hurts, or whatever is going on with them hurts. So how can I brighten up their day to make them feel better? If you don't have that mentality, then it's not going to be a good career for you.
1: Well, thank you for making the choice to go into that field and contribute what you have that God has blessed you with and God has allowed you to learn and grow in. We really appreciate that, Candace. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. Yep, yeah, when we come back, we are going to talk a little hair. Uh, we are here with stylist Candace Thomas, nurse Candace Thomas, mother Candace Thomas. And the number, if you have questions or comments, is 516-387-1944. Jeez, power Hour on Never Had It for so Good Entertainment. We'll be right back. Yeah. Ooh. Good afternoon. Welcome back to G's Power Hour. I never had it so good. Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. We are here with Candace Thomas, who's been talking motherhood and nursing, and now we're going to talk a little hair. Candace, it's spring. Well, it's been spring for a while. Summer is about to come pretty soon. Um, yes, I'm have, around the corner. Yes, it is. I have tried. Um, I invested in a few. I guess I could say headbands and have tried to do it my husband's like, What's up? Um, <laughs> you know, I you know, I'm I guess part of part of it is I'm kind of in that debate on whether or not I'm going to transition um from relaxer, you know, especially with all of this the stuff that was going on in terms of about the health concerns with relaxers. But I've had a relaxer for so long. I, I, I'm almost an, an addict. I can't, I don't think I can stay away. But if, you know, if you are, let's say, trying different things, should you like forewarn the rest of the people in your circle that you're kind of going through this phase? <laughs> I mean, you've you been, can you've, yeah, you've experimented. What kind of comments did you receive when, when you or well, I guess because you are a stylist, I guess you didn't get as much feedback. Oh, I got it. No, oh, got did it. you?
0: Oh, yeah, okay. from my dad. My dad. I oh, remember from your I, just, dad? I cut my hair off. he's one of those people that just says the first thing out of his mouth and he says, "Whoa, what what the heck you did that for?" <laughs> and i was like really my divine mom was like (laughs) he goes i'm sorry i'm sorry uh yeah that's looks interesting you know people don't know what to say um (laughs) wow so i would say um to those that are very close but close to you say you know hey I am thinking about transitioning. I'm thinking about starting transitioning to natural. It's going to be a long road. Then they know how to guide themselves to it. I never say anything to anyone. And I probably should have, like, now thinking about it, like I probably should have said it to those that just, like, I know they're going to say the first thing that comes out. You know, that's my dad. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. So, yeah, congratulations on the headband. You know.
1: Uh, so yeah, that, so that's that's kind of, and then so it, it's like okay, I need I need something here. So yeah, then it made me kind of say okay, let's let's <laughs> let's see what kind of earrings we have. And so, you know, it, it, so it, it's more it's more than just the hair. It's like okay, now that we're doing this, what do we you know. What kind of headband do we wear? You know, what do we wear with it? You know, does it? Do we met? Do we do the clothes to match the headband or the headband to match clothes or what? <laughs> all of that kind of stuff? But you know, so I yeah, I do I've, the I've...
0: clothes to match the headband. I do the clothes to match the headband because you can get so many really? different colors. Oh yeah, I mm. have between me and my daughter, we have hundreds of headbands. Okay, and she wears them too because.
1: She didn't yeah. want to
0: get her hair done right now. So between both of us. We we are had being a connoisseur here. Okay.
1: okay. All right. So yeah. You know, I mean, I think you know, he, he thought maybe it was, you know, one thing here, one thing there and then I started <laughs> I, I went to um I I just, the other thing was just finding something that I liked. You know, that was the
0: other thing. Yes. Yes, that's another thing, because I personally like a wide headband all the way around. But sometimes uh-huh. on the back, they have, like, that skinny strap, and I don't like it because yeah, it leaves my back looking weird. So I totally get it. You have to find the right headband for you. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so that's been part of my thing. So, yeah, I did. I picked up uh, uh, two or three from Ulta, and I think I picked up – and I already had some – but they were when I looked at them like these are more like gym headbands. These are more like the sweat bands or when I go out and mow the lawn bands, you know, type of thing. They weren't really. I, I did have some, and in fact, one of the first pic- pictures that I took and posted when I was uh, getting ready to start the show back in 2017, I did have a picture with a headband on, um, and. But, you know, I, I don't do them that often because I've always been concerned about um, the tearing out of the hair or something like that, which it just doesn't seem to matter because it seems to be it, – it, it. my hair seems to have a mind of its own. It goes through phases when it just starts to drop like a hot potato. Um, but – I yeah I wanted to ask you about that because yeah I got I like about after the second or third time I was like so what's going on <laughs> what's going on with the headbands so all right so it's not it's not oh, just my situation alone which is good so now, are there certain things you should do if you are going to invest in wearing uh head, you know the headbands or anything to adorn your hair, are there certain things you should do to protect the actual hair?
0: Well, I would use, okay, so if you're like me, um, I wear them every day. So if you, I put a leave-in conditioner on my hair and on my daughter's hair before I put the headband on. Because I kind of like the headband to kind of slide up the back. Um, with sliding, you don't want your hair to kind of entangle. So if the hair has some slip and is really moisturized to the touch. So and the hair has some slip pretty nicely onto the head, okay? So I would definitely recommend that is putting on um, a type of leave-in conditioner in your hair before you put um, the headband on. So think about your particular leave-in conditioner you want to try. I tried. Some, I'm into this thing where I'm trying to try some new products. So I finally tried Patterns Leave-In Conditioner, and I actually like it. It's a cream. It's not a spray. Um, and I'm glad you it tried it because nice I've list. been
1: considering it. Yeah, that's Tracy Ellis Ross's line, right?
0: Yes. Yeah. Ulta yeah. has a leaving as has a mini a miniature bottle that you can find and it's a travel size. It comes it's nine dollars at Ulta mm-hmm. and it's a travel size. So if you wanted to try, it, Ulta has it. So that's what made me try it because I didn't want to pay the full price of it. I just wanted to try mm-hmm. it because my thing is if it doesn't work, I don't want to get upset with myself. So. I they have a leave-in um, for $9. So you can try it. So that's what I've been using for the slip. For my daughters, I've been using um, Shea Moisture Baby Detangler for okay. her hair when we put her headband on. I actually like it pretty good. We used Cantu before and um, leave-in spray, and I didn't like it. I didn't like that mm. for her. So right now, for this month. It is for me, I like pattern, leave in and for her, um, Shea moistures, curly detain for babies. And then I'll let you know what I like next month. So I'm gonna try some Okay. <laughs> okay.
1: And to let you all know, because you all know I'm into some of these apps, you can use uh your shop to get an Ulta Gift card to purchase stuff at Ulta like Pattern. Um, you can also use your Ibotta app to get cash back on that and then also when you use your uh uh debit cards as a credit card in you know, f- to make these purchases, you can get cash back. I'm just throwing that out there for you all. And don't forget to use your receipt to get fetch points. <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> Every little bit helps. So anyway, so um, I have another issue I want to address, and I'm sure I'm not the only one, about hair growth in the temple area. So, you know, my, in trying to wear styles. Huh? I can't say, yeah, let's talk about it. Yeah. Okay, go for it. We only got a couple minutes, so go for it.
0: Um. So it depends. Now, if you have PCOS, like me, PCOS, it does give you male pattern baldness. So that means you're going to have that recessional um, around the temple areas, okay? If you had a baby, you're going to have that recessional around the temple areas for the first year or so. After the year, it's going to grow back. Right, Bailey? So after a year, it's going to grow back. So then you're aging. if you're aging and you have that recessional, um, so one of the things I would recommend is you do a, like, massaging with a massage oil. Not massage oil, but like a a vitamin E oil. Be careful on the vitamin E that you use, because sometimes the first oil in the vitamin E is mineral oil, and we don't want to put that on your temples. And what I also like to do for the recession area is cart that section out with a comb before you put your headband on. Then put your headband on and then gently push that into the headband in the front so that way you don't create tension and cause it to be even further more than what it is. So that's what my suggestions are.
1: Candace, your true treasure. Thank you so much. Uh happy Mother's Day. Um congratulations on uh being a nurse and serving us and um also you just the stylist number one for me. Appreciate it. Take care.
0: Thank you so much.
1: And thank you all for
0: listening. Talk tomorrow.
1: This is in G's Power Hour. I've never had It so good entertainment. Be well, be safe, be blessed. And please remember all real power comes from God. Take care.